fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. It is a Friday. You finally made it to the end of the week. Pat yourself on the back, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's been a hard one. It's been a crazy one. Maybe it's flown on bay. Maybe it's dragged on for you. But nonetheless, you finally made it. You can sit back, relax, and enjoy just a little bit. And that's what we're here to kick off and get you started with. Welcome into the Voice of Reason. This is... The Voice of Reason, I'm Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Got kind of a fun show lined up for you today, a lot of things to talk about, as usual, some serious things, some not-so-serious things. Joe Biden, how you feeling today, buddy? Feeling good? Clear. I'm not going nuts. (laughs) Just making sure. No, really, honestly, truly, Joe Biden, how, how are you feeling today? You've been out trying to speak trying to be in front of the public, trying to do different introductions to individuals that have been, you know, nominated for certain positions in Washington, D.C. How are you doing today? I'm proud to name Dr. Monica Bertet... Get it right, Doc. <laughs> Bertal... Bettignoli. I better get it right because I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter, so I got a problem, Okay. <laughs> I'm wow. proud. There it is. There it is. That's the president of the United States right there nominating something for somebody. But holy cow, welcome into the show. We're going to talk about that coming up at the bottom of the hour and have some fun with it. Dr. Carol Lieberman, she is America's psychiatrist. We've had her on the show. It's been a while, though. It's been almost a year since I think we've had her on the program. As she is known as America's psychiatrist, she's a board-certified Beverly Hills psychiatrist, also best-selling and award-winning author of several different books, and she's the host of Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America and the Terrorist Therapist podcast. So we'll get her on at the bottom of the hour and talk about the mental state of Joe Biden. That's not a hard conversation, but hey, we'll have some fun with it for sure. So we have that coming up in just a little bit. Also, it is election season. I know you're excited about that. Although, are you tired of hearing it already? We're in the middle towards the later-ish part of August. We have September, October. We have like two and a half months left to go until the election day. And I know you're probably burnt out because we've been talking elections really since like January, which it's important. We need to. We need to talk about the candidates, need to talk about the issues. I totally get it. But sometimes you're just in burnout mode. This is the time we can't be in burnout mode, but we'll have some fun talking about it here in just a minute. Uh, But the latest numbers show that the whole we need to bring in moderate candidates to try and play the field, to try and widen the umbrella for the Republicans. Shocker, that's not really working for the Republican side. We could have told you that just by looking at past elections with, I don't know, John McCain and Mitt Romney and other nationwide races and even local races across the nation to where just the moderate candidates don't fare well in general elections in very purple states or states that are starting to lean more in purple directions. Andy, what do you mean? Well, the latest is Dr. Oz out of Pennsylvania running for the U.S. Senate race. And according to 538.com, which is usually semi-decent at projecting certain elections and uh, watching certain polls and following the certain candidates, right now there is a 27% chance that Dr. Oz wins 
in the state of Pennsylvania. Wait, what? What now? You heard that right. A 27% chance of Dr. Oz winning. A 73% chance of John Fetterman, the Democrats, according to uh, the different scenarios of what could potentially happen in the state of Pennsylvania. Now, I want to remind you that, yes, Dr. Oz was the Trump nominee for, or the Trump-endorsed candidate for the state of Pennsylvania. But it kind of raised some red flags and we were scratching our heads just a little bit as Republicans and as Trump supporters and uh, watching very closely who he nominates and who he endorses in these different races on why he was choosing Dr. Oz. We think it was because of the personal tie he had with Sean Hannity, which are personal friends. He thinks that it was because of the notoriety being in media for so long and being the biggest name that he would have the easiest chance. No, I'm not saying that Dr. Oz is not going to win. I'm not losing faith that we're not going to take over the U.S. Senate. I am very confident in both of those things. However, according to these scenarios, there is a 73 to 27 uh, percent difference in this race with Dr. Oz on the losing end of it because Republicans aren't excited about the votes. You got to remember, Donald Trump won Pennsylvania. As the brass, outlandish outsider, Dr. Oz isn't really an outsider, but he's been a Democrat for years. He's been a progressive for years, and he's not going to win over Democrats just because he changed over to a Republican to try and play the Republican card. It's not going to work that way. You cannot, and I reiterate this for other states all over the nation who is like, ah, we need to go middle of the road. It's a purple state. We're really scared. We don't want to lose it. We need to back off a little bit and just try and play nice. Every time Republicans do that, And they lose their huevos, they lose their spine, they lose their backbone. Every time the Republican Party gets scared and they try to play it safe is when they lose. Every single time. When we stand on a principle, when we stand firm, when we don't care what the other side says, that's when we win. That's how Donald Trump won. That's how individuals like Ted Cruz won. And yes, I know Texas is a stronghold for Republicans, but still, when we stand up with a backbone and we actually have values and morals and we actually stand for something, then Republicans respond and we turn out and we win. And we even win over Democrats, which is why Donald Trump won so many blue-collar Democrats over the country in the 2016 election and a lot of them, I'd say, even in the 2020 election as well. But that's the election update for you today. There's a new poll, however, though, that shows that there's chronic election fatigue. According to Substack.com or uh, Matt uh, Matt Labash.substack.com, kind of a, I guess, a blog-ish, but it's uh, running all over the mainstream media right now, that there's an election fatigue. But more than that, there's a, quote, what he calls a chronic Trump fatigue. Now, I question this because, like usual, the mainstream media or the progressives or the Democrats, kind of in their weird, narcissistic, egotistical way, whenever something's going on on their end, they always seem to pawn it off onto us, and it's the reflection of us, and they blame it on us. When they like their identity politics and their uh, racism and their bigotry and their closed-mindedness, then we're the racists and the closed-minded and the bigots and so on and so forth. You get the hint. That's the way Democrats always run. So the Democrats obviously have their fatigue, but now they're saying that there's chronic Trump fatigue. And they say it's because that Trump voters and that Republicans are really, really burnt out. They're tired. They're tired of being angry. They're tired of the voter fraud claims. They're tired of the scandals in Washington, D.C. They're so angry, but yet you cannot stay angry for so long. And I agree with that sentiment. You cannot have, look, uh, uh, anger, fear, 
Those emotions are so strong that you cannot maintain them at a high level for a very long time. You heard me say that on this show about Democrats just a couple weeks ago. Because when they went off their, uh, went after the abortion issue, after the reversal of Roe v. Wade, they played to their crowd to the nth degree about how abortion is going to be banned all over the nation, how women are going to be dying in the streets, how they're not going to get proper health care. And they tried to say that that was going to be the issue to carry them into November. And I said all the way back then, at the end of June and beginning of July, I said very clearly that you cannot maintain that level of anger and hatred and lividness in politics for that long because anger and fear and those emotions are so strong that you get burnt out after a long time. So the Democrats have been burnt out for a while. And because they're burnt out, then obviously Republicans are burnt out. Now, I will throw the hand up and say that I think a lot of people are burnt out on elections because already this has been a brutal election season since the beginning of the year, and people are probably feeling some fatigue in it in some way, shape, or form from hearing about candidates, from hearing about the stupid stuff going on in Washington, D.C. I get it. I get it. The best analogy that I can use is, I'm really excited, by the way, because fall is not just election season, but it's also really like concert season. And there are numerous concerts that I am ready to sign up for and line up for and get ready to go to. And for those that know me in any way, shape, or form, know that I like the heavier, harder, angry, rock and roll, metal kind of stuff. Now, with my kind of concerts, which you may not have ever been to one of these concerts, and if you have, I would be surprised that I would also give you mad props for showing up to one of the concerts that I go to. But I'm guessing that the vast majority of my listening audience has not gone to one of the type of concerts that I go to. Just to put it in perspective, when I go to one of my concerts, there's about four to five bands that are all touring together. It's not just one band with maybe an opener. Now, mine has about four to five, uh, four to five bands that all tour together. Because all of them do about a 45-minute set. Why? Because they do very angry growling and screaming, and they can only maintain that level of intensity for about 45 minutes before they're done. And then you go through the rounds of about four bands of them, and you go about four to five hours. It's a great time. Highly recommend it if you ever try it. But there's the purpose, even if you don't go to those bands. Let's say you go to a country artist band. They have the main band. They have maybe one or two openers. What's the purpose of the opening band? Purpose of the opening band is trying to get someone excited, right? Trying to get them in the mood. They're not quite there yet. In my concerts, they're not quite jumping around, jumping into a mosh pit, going crazy, doing the headbang and stuff yet. It's just trying to get you into the mode, into the mood of it. You're not to that level of emotional intensity yet. They're trying to slowly build you up to the time the headliner comes on, whether it's the country artist or the rock artist, the hip-hop artist or whatever, by the time they come in and they hit the stage, you are amped, you are psyched, you are ready to go, and it's going to be crazy night, and you're going to have a great time. So the way the concerts are supposed to be built up, we haven't done that in the realm of politics. We went all the way as far as we could right off the bat, and we've kind of over-popped the popcorn, so to speak. You can't jump in a mosh pit for four hours long and expect to continue on when the headliner comes up. By then, you're exhausted. You have to work yourself up to that level. Again, I know I'm throwing in different metaphors that you don't quite understand. It's okay. That's how my mind works on this one. We have burnt ourselves out in politics so much because every issue that comes out of Washington, D.C., we have to take to the nth degree. We have to blow it up and exacerbate it so much that we hit the fatigue. Here's the difference, though. Republicans aren't as fatigued as Democrats. We may get tired of hearing about issues, 
We may get wore out and burnt out on, on talking about some of the issues, but we're not fatigued because we still show up to the polls and we vote, and we know that our vote is going to matter, and we know that we can change the dynamic by being engaged. And that's not just by voting, by the way. That's by campaigning or helping someone campaign. That's for running for office ourselves. That's for educating individuals by listening to radio, by listening to podcast programs, by listening to different media outlets, by learning information, and then just spreading it around. Talking to our friends, talking to our family, talking to our neighbors, letting them know the real truth of what the mainstream media and the Democrats are not telling us. We just spread the word. That's how we get involved. That's our catalyst. That's the way we change things. We live by the example. We understand the issues. And then other people are curious on what we're doing because we're the happy ones, even though we may be boiling on the inside about all the stupid that's going on in the world. The Democrats, on the other hand, are the ones that are definitely feeling a fatigue. Because what do they do when they get worked up about an issue? They don't just go out and talk about it to their neighbors and friends. They don't just go out and vote. They don't just go out and campaign for somebody, knock on doors and educate individuals. No, what they do is they go out and they burn entire cities down. They protest at levels that we've never seen before because they feel like that's the only way they can change things. They riot and they become professional rioters because they have that boiling rage that they wake up with every single day when they get out of bed. They're the ones that are feeling the fatigue. And I think that we should be positive as conservatives and Republicans. We should be hopeful because while they are still going to go and vote, their level of intensity is starting to wane. They can't maintain it for long periods of time. We we may be angry, and yes, we may go to a rally. Yes, we may go to a protest, but that's not our professional jobs. We live by example. They burn places down. Which one's going to outlast the other in the long-term battle? I think we got the advantage on this one. So stay strong. Let's get ready for the midterm elections here in a couple months. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, and this welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Always appreciate you hanging out with us as you do every single day. We love you to death. Again, pat yourself on the back, whether you're driving or just hanging out at home listening to the show, because thank you for tuning into the program. So, again, that long-term activism, that long-term excitement, that long-term energy, on the political sides, who's got it? Is it us? I mean, look, again, we can still be angry. We can be fatigued about being angry. That's cool. But still, we're going to turn out to vote because Republicans have a great, usually, usually, if it's the right candidate, if it's the right message, which goes back to the whole, you know, Dr. Oz thing of I'm going to be the moderate, I'm going to be the wishy-washy guy in the middle of the road trying to bring over the independents, the uncertains, the undecideds. I'm going to bring them over because I am a moderate. And again, we don't know what a moderate is. That's why John McCain lost. That's why Mitt Romney lost. That's why Jeff Flake lost. That's why John McCain lost. Well, I guess he passed in the Senate, but that's why Liz Cheney just lost. That's why the moderates, again, not quite sure what a moderate means anymore. Either you have certain values and principles or you just kind of go with the breeze. I don't understand moderateism because everybody's got their own definition. I like, uh, you know, we need moderate taxes. Okay, what does that mean? Do you like the taxes? Yeah, well, we need some taxes. Of course we need some taxes. Okay, what does that moderateism mean? It's another conversation for another day. But, yes, we turn out when we're excited. They turn out when they're angry. If Democrats are angry about something, they won't turn out to vote. The voter turnout for Democrats is always relatively low unless they are emotionally outraged or enraged about something, which is why they tried to piggyback onto the abortion issue. But that was two months ago. They're already burned out. Their popcorn is popped. Their mosh pit is exhausted. They can't go any longer. We've been angry for about two years now with the elections. We've been angry for about a year and a half of the Biden administration and their ridiculous absurdness that they're doing. You know, But we're doing it in not the let's go out and burn down cities so we feel better about ourselves. Because once you get out of the system, huh, we're done. Okay, we can go home. And Democrats are kind of at that point. We've been kind of the nice, slow, steady boiling that we're at. Not quite the boiling temperature, but we're right there. And we're going to turn out to vote in masses because we are more excited than we've ever been before. So while the Democrats recognize this, of course, they have to play off their own issues onto us because that's what a narcissist does. They look in the mirror and they don't recognize themselves. They see what they want to portray onto other individuals. The chronic Trump fatigue when you're too exhausted to be outraged. (laughs) I don't even know what that means because being too exhausted to be outraged, we're not exhausted. We're not, I mean, we are outraged, but we're not exhausted and we're definitely not too exhausted to go out and make some type of difference by educating individuals. So get ready, get ready for the elections and it's going to be a big one. And it's going to be a good one. I think that we're going to be in good shape. Speaking of trying to, quote unquote, keep the peace and not be insanely outraged. I don't know if you've seen this headline or not, that UC Berkeley has now passed a ban 
a co-op ban to ban white people from common areas on the university to, quote, avoid white violence and presence. And all students trying to sign in to the certain common areas on the university are asked to declare their race. As the accommodation houses for the University of California students have the rules that specifically ban, quote unquote, white people from common spaces in certain homes on the university. I guess that's one way to try and keep the peace because, you know, if they get together, then there's just going to be a madness thing because white people are always obviously evil. And therefore, we just need to ban them. We need to have just minority homes and common areas on the university grounds. So that way the peace can be kept. And they call us the racists and they call us the bigots. And they call us the uh, to whatever other derogatory terms, terms that they want to call us. But the person of theme, uh, person of color theme houses say many of its members move to the houses to avoid white violence. I will say that I guess we get called the white violence because of our very angry music that we listen to, right? come on come on man the white violence we need to get rid of white violence well the only white violence that's going on out there would be the progressive left-wing democrats who are just angry about identity political issues so while they're claiming that they're representing the minority uh groups the minority groups don't want anything to do with them and again another level of irony that i think is hilarious that democrats continue to shoot themselves in the foot dr carol lieberman right around the corner here on the voice of reason stay here voice of reason with andy hoosier Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Holy cow, it flies right on by. Fastest hour of radio on, well, radio, multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch, listen to the show. We love you to death trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason, common sense, and rationale into that five-pound bag, which we, I think, do an outstanding, excellent job every single day, but I'm a little biased on that one. (laughs) Welcome back into the show. By the way, we do have, I want to get to, uh, we haven't had a chance to in the last few days, but there was a a couple emails, a couple people reaching out, which you can always do so. HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com that you can reach out. And I've been wanting to read them on the air. We haven't had a chance to, so we'll do that here in just a little bit. We're going to get back to, I think it all flows together, and it did that unintentionally, by the way, of the kind of theme and topic for the day today as we get into our latest in what's trending and our next guest on the show. 
What's trending today? The burnout from the Democrats, the burnout from the Republicans, the political fatigue, and the emotional state of voters, along with the emotional state of those in Washington, D.C. I think that we have kind of the best guests to talk about some of that and a heck of a lot more on the show right now with us. And it has been, wait, it's been almost a year since we've had her on the program, I realized. So I'm excited to have her back on. She is known as America's Psychiatrist. She's a board-certified Beverly Hills psychiatrist, also best-selling and award-winning author of several different books. She's also the host of the show Dr. Carol's Couch on voiceamerica.com and the host of the podcast, The Terrorist Therapist Podcast. Excited to have on the program with us there again, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Dr. Carol, how are you today? Nope. Do we have you? Are you there, doctor? Maybe. Maybe. All right, let's put you on hold. We'll try and get you back here in just a second. Uh, hopefully, we can get her on to talk about some of the mental state here. Dr. Carol, are you with me? Yes. Oh, there we go. All right. How are you today? The phone is kind of going in and out. So. Uh, oh, no. Um, but, <laughs> but let's see what we can do. Very good. Uh, I'm fine, thank you. Well, good. Well, hopefully we have a strong connection here to last us for a bit. Uh, it is an interesting state that we're in right now as we get closer to midterm elections. I just read a story about the burnout that many have going into election season, how we're in a election fatigue the Democrats say we're in a Trump fatigue. The Republicans say we're in a Democrat fatigue after, you know, the looting and the riots and the protests after the reversal of Roe v. Wade and other issues going on in the nation. Uh, what's your thoughts right now? What's the state of the American voter going into November? Maybe. Nope. There we go. Hi. Uh, uh, now I hear you again. Now you Election hear me. fatigue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's where I am located because it's two phones now that are doing these this thing. So maybe it's the uh, oh cell service or something. In any case, um, I will try to do as much as I can in as much as... <laughs> um, yes, there is voter fatigue and, and fatigue in general. Um, people are sick of politicians, you know, arguing with each other like hens in a hen house. Um, and... Uh, they're not really excited about too many of the candidates. And, of course, uh, the main thing that is the problem is that they're not really excited about is Biden, because um, it's clear to everyone that he is having uh, fatigue, cognitive fatigue, or what I call um, encroaching dementia. I've been trying to warn people about his encroaching dementia since the election, since he was running for election. And needless to say, the, it has been encroaching more and more over these months and years. And um, and yet, you know, people feel stuck because they also don't want Kamala either. So uh, I think people are kind of fed up with who's running and, and, you know, what's happening politically to this country. And people also, of course, the big thing, not only Biden's cognitive problems, but you know, the fact that we see in so many different ways more and more how the left is um, creeping, taking over our life. I mean, you know, obviously uh, Trump's, the, the raid on Trump on, on Mar-a-Lago was pretty much the uh, peak of that. I mean, people feel disenfranchised. Sure. Like, what is the point of, of who I'm going to vote for? Is, is, there's this, this tsunami <laughs> of yeah. all these anti-American things happening. 
Yeah, they definitely try to throw as much as they possibly can at us. Let's talk about Joe Biden for a second, because you're right. The dementia is set in, and it seems to be to have gotten worse over the last year, and, uh, last year, year and a half, hasn't it? I mean, we've seen him during Easter trying to shake hands with someone that wasn't there, and the yeah. Easter Bunny having to direct him on where to go. Yes, yes. And then he did it even more recently with Schumer. He forgot he shook, shook his hand already, and, and then he was sh- shaking the air again, and he did it another time. Yes, and then there was the jacket incident recently. Um, I mean, you know, at the time that I first started talking about his encroaching dementia, um, you know, I, I mean, I gave names to some of the things that he's having, like, for example, obviously memory lapse and confabulation um, and... Um, uh, well, the worst part is weak analytic thinking, uh, the kind of thinking that you need and abstract thinking, the kind of thinking that you need when you play chess um, so that you can see many moves ahead and what they're going to do if you do this and what you're, you know, so many. And you have to hold a lot of different possibilities, strategies in your head at yeah. the same time. And he can't, <laughs> he can't hold his name in his head. <laughs> that is very you true. Know, yeah. So, now, or what office he holds, you know, sometimes he's not the president, right? Well, that's true. Now, we've also seen as well, now that he confirmed for COVID-19 twice, which is kind of interesting, he confirmed it, and then he was in quarantine, he got out, he got tested a second time, he had to go back into quarantine. We've heard now that some of the long-term COVID symptoms is mental instability or lack of thought or lack of memory or short-term memory loss. That is that feeding into what we're seeing with Biden now moving forward as well? Yes. The first uh, COVID was brain fog on top of brain fog, you know, brain fog on top of the encroaching dementia. Then he got it again, brain fog on top of brain fog on top of brain fog. And the more times that you get it, um, and also the more vulnerable you are physically and mentally, the more likely it is that you're going to get long COVID. So we can expect that. So I have been trying to get people to pay attention to bringing, enacting the 25th Amendment now because he's never going to admit that he has any kind of dementia, encroaching or otherwise. And this would be sort of a gracious way, you know, like to say it's not that you have dementia, you know, but with the brain fog of COVID again and again and and probably long COVID, we think it's better if, um, you know, we think it's better if if you're not really fit for the office. Yeah, that is very true. And it scares me because, like you said, I mean, Kamala Harris isn't any better. People don't want her. She's got lower approval ratings than Joe Biden, which is a difficult thing to do right now. So uh, I know (laughs) that you look at things from kind of the the psychiatric side of things. But on the Democrat side, who is the leader that they're Uh trying to look towards right now? I I heard I don't know anybody. I mean, is it Hillary Clinton again? Is it, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi? Who's going to be that front runner once we do get rid of the mentally ill Joe Biden and the unpopular Kamala Harris? Who's who's mentally stable to stand up and try and be the leader of the Democrats? Nobody. Um, Nobody that we know. Well, you know, there's there's a rumor that maybe um, Obama's Michelle Obama might uh, suddenly swing in, because really the whole point is Obama wants to continue to control America, and he's been doing that by being the puppeteer of Biden. Yeah. And uh, if, if his wife was you know, president, he could continue to do it. I mean, that's really what they're looking for. Who's going to just listen to what Obama says? And um, of course, that's horrible. He was, I think he was the worst president. He certainly made our country the most vulnerable to terrorists. Um, and so, yeah, you know, and with uh, with Jill, with uh, Pelosi going to Taiwan recently, I mean, that was such an absurd 
there, there really didn't seem to be any point in that, except that apparently her son invests in a company in Taiwan. So that was probably what it was about. Yeah. But, um, but I think that she was trying to look presidential, you know, when they had all this pomp and circumstance uh, in Taiwan. And um, she, I think she was trying to, she knows where all the bones are buried, or else she would never still be in that office. Sure. And um, so I think she's thinking or hoping that maybe, you know, she can somehow wangle her way um, if if he gets put out because of the 25th and um, Kamala, she could wangle her way, wrangle her way uh, to get Kamala out. And then everybody would see what a president, you know, uh, how she looks like a president and they'd think of putting her in there. Sure. That is very true. Uh, you already mentioned that the, you're advocating for the enactment of the 25th Amendment now. Uh, do you think that Democrats are going to do it? after? Do you think it's going to happen after the midterms, once they kind of see what the layout of the political field is going to look like? I mean, do you think it's going to happen soon? Well, I think, um, I mean, everybody has been too chicken. <laughs> I mean, they're really, the Republicans as well, Um you know, have not taken action to uh, to use the 25th Amendment. And we had Dr. Ronnie Jackson, who also has been calling for Biden to take a cognitive test. I mean, I, I uh, wrote an open letter that was published in American Greatness that uh, invited Biden to to take this typical cognitive test that I give as an expert witness in court cases. And um, I'm still waiting for the phone to ring. He hasn't called. Um, but so, you know, so I, I, there, it's not like I'm the first. Well, I mean, I may have been one of the first, certainly, when I was talking about it during the uh, campaign. But certainly now I'm not the first. And you don't even have to be a psychiatrist at this point to recognize all these signs. Yeah, that is very true. It is Dr. Carol Lieberman. It is Dr. Carol's Couch on VoiceAmerica.com, the Terrorist Therapist podcast that you can check out as well, plus all of her books on the website at drcarol.com. Dr. Carol, we're out of time, my friend. I love having you on the program. I love how you therify us because we desperately need it in this nation. we got to get you back on the show again real soon, my friend. Well, thank you so much. Hey, always a pleasure. That's Dr. Carol Lieberman again right there. We'll get her back on the show here soon. All right, we'll take a break. We have right around the corner, we have some emails. We get to emails and social media and get your thoughts on what you're thinking about all these issues and a heck of a lot more right here on The Voice Reason for a Friday. Let's get you set for the weekend. It's going to be a good weekend as we get closer to the end of August. Oh, mon Dieu, can you imagine? We're already there. School season has started. Let's get to it. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes of the show for a Friday. Getting you set for the weekend. Thanks again to Dr. Carol Lieberman coming on the program. America's America's Psychiatrist. She's America's Psychiatrist. I am your political therapist. Just throwing that out there. You know there's a big difference. I am your political therapist. I let you vent. I let you get it all out. I help therapy you on the political sense. She's the actual one that can sit you down on the couch and therapy you. I am your political therapist uh, here on this program, by golly. And that's what we're going to do. So, <laughs> with that, let's go right to the mailbox because I have not done this in a long time. And I've been wanting to. And I always forget to read a lot of the emails on here because I do get a lot of your emails, uh, both good and bad, for this program, which you're more than welcome to email me at who's your media network at gmail.com. Again, no I in Hoosier, H-O-O-S-E-R, media network at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know your thoughts on issues. You can also find us on our social media at Hoosier Reason. Again, no I in that, H-O-O-S-E-R, reason. On all of your social media, send me private messages, send me links. I get a lot of those as well. Different articles, different stories, different opinions. And let's start reading some of those to help therify you on this program. What's in the mailbox? And this one is from listener Rich, and I appreciate you, Rich. Uh, thank you for emailing me. And uh, this one was a couple days ago asking about what we can do. Andy, I'm a frequent listener and enjoy your wit and content very much. Thank you for that. We work on that wit the best that we possibly can. However, I believe that you are failing us, those of us whose beliefs mostly align with yours. We, by the way, he says he listens to other programs too. Don't want to mention them on these airwaves. I'm joking. But there's other great hosts and he listens to a lot of talk radio. But all of you are failing us. Those of us whose beliefs mostly align with yours. We need to hear some uniform repeating instructions from all of you on the radio. Yes, our site is populated with independent thinkers, nonconformists, and free spirits. I count myself as like-minded and paradoxically fiercely independent. We cannot successfully with these next round. Uh, we we cannot successfully win this next round without some uniform message instructions from you, our broadcast voices and leaders. They, meaning the other side, cheated uh, successfully in the past. They will try again and be successful again if we don't have the nationwide strategy to counter their cheating. 
And he goes on, how do we counter group meetings, rallies, events? Please post them predominantly and strongly and encourage uh, participation. We have to find a way to unify for these elections or like a lion under siege by ants, we will be consumed or at best driven from our former stands. Tell us where, how, and when we can get involved repeatedly. As much as I detest them, being the Democrats, they are like the hive mind of ants. The success strategies of ants and their uh, they're amongst the Democrats would make good show and repeating message. I get it. So thank you, Rich, for the email. And yes, we do need a unified message. Now, here's the thing. It is very difficult to unify Republicans and conservatives, especially libertarians. And I use them for the prime example. Libertarians are so broken and shattered as a party, which is why they'll never do well as a third party, because they are so independent, wicked, free thinkers that they don't like to unify really on anything to have a unified message to actually win. Conservative talk radio, whether it's a national show, whether it's a podcast, whether it's local programs that you listen to, whatever programs that you listen to, every one of them, this is the, and this, again, this is the big difference between Republicans and Democrats and, and Democrat media, liberal media, and conservative talk shows and podcasts, is that we don't have the, st- the talking points that come down from the DNC or the RNC, and we don't have that unified voice. We, it's, when I do this program, I find the issues of the day. I find things that interest me. And then we do background research to talk about it and try to inform you on it and try to do it in a witty and sarcastic and some type of entertaining way. That's the difference between them. So is there a way? Yes, we do need to unify as a Republican Party. And I've been advocating for activism at that local level. Here's what you can do. Get involved with a local election, whether it's a state representative, whether it's your governor's race, whether it's a uh, county race, whether it's a city council, whether it's a school board race. Go and talk to them. Make sure that you're like-minded. Knock on doors and talk to people about it. Knock on doors and talk to people about the issues. Talk to people at the bar or at the restaurant or your family when you have the family get-togethers. I know they say not to talk about politics and religion at the dinner table. This is what you do. Talk politics and religion at the dinner table let people know what's going on let them know that they are brainwashed if they listen to msnbc cbs and all this other garbage that's on the mainstream media and that way they're unified in understanding unified in understanding of knowledge wisdom facts and truth will open up the doors for us to win regardless expose the lies out there and yes let's work on rallies let's work on events let's work on stuff all over the country be that catalyst and Start it up. Let people know, hey, let's get together and talk about these issues. Or have a gathering around the radio and listen to the broadcast every day. And that is our town hall. And that's how we can beat these guys. Because we are fired up, we are emotional, and we are enraged. And we will win in the midterm elections. And we will not let them get away with lying, cheating, and stealing ever again. Podcast up in a bit. Have a great weekend. We're back at it on Monday. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates from holistic and alternative medicine discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic 
For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.